0: Now, politics around the world has only seen boomers taking the lead. And it may be time for someone younger to take over. I mean, we have to agree, millennials have had a tremendous impact on the economy. And if I'm being pragmatic, millennials are going to be the ones living on this planet for longer than the boomers, right? So it only makes sense to let them start shaping the future. And things have started to change. Chile now has a millennial president. Gabriel Boric, 35, who pledged a welfare state, managed to defeat ultra-conservative 55-year-old Jose Antino Cast. This election is believed to be the most controversial in decades, with the two contenders proposing completely contradictory views of the future. But with great power comes great responsibility. We've heard that one, right? So because being a young leader of a country entails a great deal of responsibilities and politics is one of those fields where prior experience is required. And there's also the possibility that a millennial may make errors. Now, do you remember Finland's Prime Minister, Sana Marine, went out clubbing just hours after her foreign minister tested positive? And critics didn't really appreciate her decision not to isolate until the test came back negative. On the other hand, politics can be overwhelming. For instance, Sebastian Kurz, the 35-year-old Austrian chancellor who resigned in October amid allegations of corruption, is now exiting politics. However, if one had to be optimistic, millennials are also extremely ambitious. For example, El Salvador's president, Nayib Bukele, who wants to turn his country into a crypto haven, even making Bitcoin legal tender. Well, New Zealand's president, Jacinda Ardern, can also be classified as a millennial. And perhaps the political atmosphere will gradually shift as a result of new talent. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that gives you goosebumps. I'm Priyanka Ganwani and here is the main story for 21st December 2021. Now, not only did the pandemic entirely change our style of living, it also gradually changed the way we worked, right? So, pandemic or no pandemic looks like the work-from-home trend is here to stay. Now, according to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, analysis work-from-home during the pandemic was beneficial to the both parties' employees as well as managers' performance and well-being. And according to the second OECD survey of jobs listed on the website, the significant rise in advertised telework in COVID lockdowns was only slightly reduced when the limitations were removed. In recent years, working from a co-working space has become more popular than working from the office or home, and WeWork is an example of this. More like a cult. Now, according to WeWork India's CEO Karan Virwani, hybrid work patterns Helped the company turn profitable on a top line of eight hundred crore rupees in the January to November calendar year of 2021. It also plans to add a million square feet of flexible office spaces in 2022. So while WeWork is ruling the co-working sector, its competitor Office is also planning to expand an office that's AWFIS has opened a co-working centre in Hyderabad as part of its strategic partnership with the real estate firm Prestige Group, enhancing the city's co-working space ecosystem. Now, in the next few months, this partnership intends to open 12 more state-of-the-art centres in southern and western India. Currently, now Office and prestigious total portfolio encompasses Hyderabad, Bengaluru, Chennai, Pune, totaling half a million square feet across 12 projects in four cities signed in the previous two quarters. Now, according to industry estimates, the number of co-working spaces in the world will exceed 40,000 by 2024, especially due to the pandemic. There's a sudden surge in co-working spaces. Maybe the gig economy is enhancing it, right? Many organizations were basically compelled to give up expensive office space and resort to working remotely due to prolonged lockdowns. Despite the fact that lockdowns have largely been removed, India's top software companies are reconsidering their decision to bring back employees to offices because of concerns around the third wave of coronavirus strain, Omicron. Now the question is, why would one prefer working at a co-working space instead of home or office? Well, easy. Co-working spaces are flexible, inexpensive and high-quality work environments. And Indians seem to be thriving in co-working spaces. Now, according to the CI Anarok study, the demand of co-working spaces in India is expected to double in the next five years, with a compounded annual growth rate of 15%. And anyway, apart from, you know, the manufacturing industry, the IT and services industries, as well as many MNCs and startups are well suited to remote working. Companies like WeWork and Office, it appears will generate massive profits in the future years. And the market will soon be flooded with new competitors. Because, as we all know, when demand grows, so does supply. You can catch the podcast daily on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. We are prepping for tomorrow's signal. Meanwhile, stay tuned.